Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Don't resist. Don't resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off uh, almost any item in the store. That's a really good deal, FYI. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs. And that's inspiring. You get ideas from porn. There's a lot of ideas in there. Uh, Plus a free extra gift. So sensual. So sensual we can't even tell you what it is on air. And to top it all off, we will throw in a free bit of shipping for you. Yeah, that's right. Free shipping on your entire order. Not a joke. Totally legit. Um, All you got to do is type in offer code sexnerd at checkout. So get that hot piece of you to adamandeve.com today for this special offer 50% off one item three free tvds a free extra gift and free shipping just use that offer code sexnerd at adamandeve.com that's s-e-x-n-e-r-d at adamandeve.com enjoy it now entering nerdist.com Hello, listener. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. I'm me, Sandra, and you're you, the naughty monkey. Um, so this is the thrilling conclusion to the gender queer episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you didn't catch last week's, please do. It was so much fun, and the fun continues. And FYI, in terms of my gender journey, um, since I recorded this podcast, I actually uh, came out. Or well, this isn't actually important really to tell anyone uh, unless they're my partner um, or myself. But I uh, realize that I am a gender. I don't feel gender, and uh, you know, I and that really cleared up a lot of things <laughs> around uh, me struggling with gender identity and where I fall on the spectrum. I realized, oh, I just don't feel that. Um, and that's helpful. Okay. I'm mumbling, but, uh, clarification as to where I am now. Also, let's see what else. Um, I have a show coming up in New York city. Are you in New York city? Do you have friends in New York city? Please let them know about this. Um, it's a podcast. It's with New York super week last year for New York comic cons super week. I did a class and this year I'm doing a podcast. We, uh, guests and topic to be announced. Um, you know, I guarantee it's going to be an awesome time. There are too many amazing guests in New York, not to, and I just hope that you're there. Uh, it's just go to New York superweek.com to get tickets. I don't know how big the space is. I've never been to union hall where we're going to be recording. So, uh, yeah, please get tickets and I'll see you there. Also, in terms of me traveling around, um, I know that you know and I know that I haven't been traveling as much lately and um, I probably won't be unless it's to a speaking um, job like to a university or to a conference or, um, you know, even a Comic-Con sort of conference. But uh, yeah, just letting you know, I won't be doing as many as I used to try and do just because I, I realize that I don't have the bandwidth for it. Um, but that means like, yeah, if if you and your LGBT group or uh, your pals or whoever want to fly me out to places, I'm happy to do it. I just uh, will probably be working on speaking gigs for when other people want me to come to a thing that they're already putting on uh is that is that lazy? Is that this is a thing? It's a business model. I don't know. I don't know business. I'm just trying to live my life and stuff, and remember to feed my dog. Um, sex. Yeah. How how's your sex life? Have you masturbated? Have you had an orgasm? How's it going? How how's your genitals? How's your feelings? How's your heart? How's your love life? I'm curious. Um, mine is fine, and I'm about to go to a munch, which is a, I would say, a vanilla, non-sexy um, type of, like, you hang out at a pizza place and just meet new friends, but you all happen to be kinky in, in certain similar ways, and so I look forward to going to a munch. Um, other, I'm not going to tell you what the munch is about, because uh, that's my private life. <laughs> Secrets. We can have them. Um, what else? I am really glad to show you this episode, so please enjoy, and uh, go Team Fun. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Yeah. 
Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Okay, back up. I mean, maybe this is just a basic cultural thing. Cracking on? Oh, like, like hitting on you. Like hitting like on really, you. That's, and is that, I mean, that's not like, ooh, that's queer, cool talk. That's like literally yeah. what people say is to crack on. Like, yeah. oh, they're hitting on The other one that Americans always, wait, is it pash? To have a yeah, pash? yeah, and you said pash. Yeah. I was like, because you said out. grope, and I was like, is that like a boob? Is that like... Grope and a pash. Pash is like kissing. Making out, hashing. Hashing. Yeah, that's the other one. I thought you had a list for a second, like padding. No. <laughs> okay. Pa- like passionate. Yeah, I'm um, well, uh. <laughs> just, just, just angry. <laughs> wow. No one else is that? Okay, right. Okay. I'm over the dump hills. Okay. <laughs> yes. This is so intense. There's like so much going on. Okay, because I didn't even know. Because when it said trans, like it's interesting. Because I mean, I, I have a I have a trans friend. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I got two. Uh, <laughs> but um, and we had a really awkward one night stand that because they hadn't um, been out yet to anyone about it. So I was trying to do things that was not cool with. They weren't. No one was communicating. Yeah. Great times, and then they came out, uh, transitioned to being a guy, and years went by. And then now I'm noticing now they're like coming to the middle, and 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 so kind of queering it up again. They're like just passing, and it's and I'm like, oh, so this is fun. It's kind of like that gay thing where when you're a teenager and you realize you're gay, suddenly everything is rainbow, and you're the gayest gay you can possibly. Be. <laughs> you're like, you're like, do you know what I mean? Like you just go there. You go yeah. there hard. And so, I mean, part of that is, like, you try and embody this thing that you think you're supposed to be, and it takes time to re-inhabit. You saw two episodes of Queer as Folk when you were 12, and you went, oh, it's all just side fringes and frosted tips. All right, I'll do that then. I can wear a V-neck top. Let's do that. Let's go to Nevermind. Yeah. Uh, not a thing anymore. But, yeah, it takes years, and, years, and I'd say it's, it's a similar thing, but it takes years and years for you to become... Like you, like you, you constantly being told this is, and you can. It can be quite a scary thing within queer community as well. You feel like sometimes, and even though it's the opposite, but you feel like sometimes they are telling you to be. Oh, you're going to come out, then you've got to be. If you want to, you've got to be in this camp, then, or you've got to be in this camp. And especially that's why the word queer is so good because you can. We're getting to a point now, I think, where we're leaning more towards is do whatever the fuck you want, and no one's no one's going to be. At least there is a safe space now. I felt when I first came out, and this is even this is only like nine years ago, but it felt like you know, I was lived in a small town. I was like, if you don't go out and drink cruises every fucking Saturday night, <laughs> then you are not the right type of gay. So what, get out of here. what is a cruiser? It's, it's, a, um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bad choice drink. <laughs> Girly pre-mixed lolly water yeah. with vodka. Lolly yeah. water? <laughs> We're just going to keep playing this game. Oh, candy water, candy water, candy water. Candy water? Yeah. Uh, water is the thing from the ocean. <laughs> you came over it to get it. Super sweet. I get I get the idea. But it's really funny that it, to be defining one thing with another thing, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is a really fun game. I should travel more. Okay. Uh, I like that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like I mean, that. It, it's, still, it's still hard, but yeah, it's getting closer yes. and closer. And I think you find your people as well. Like, it takes time to find your people, whoever you are in the world. But if you're kind of a minority and you're kind of like, oh, I don't, and like you said, oh, I'm going to wear this jumper, and is it a weird jumper? And is anyone going to notice? It's like trying those things out slowly and like, oh, I'm going to do girl drag. And like, but you're a trans guy and you want to be a man, and now you're going to dress up as a woman, as a drag. Like, what? No, it's, it's, like, not, it's not I don't want to be anything. It's that I am it's something. Like, yeah. That's the difference. Like, yeah. that's the... Like, I've, I've met friends... Because like, trans... I'm, and it, it's, this is also probably quite offensive to say, but I am very interested in the idea of trans, but not for myself. But it, the, the whole concept of it, because it's something that I think as a... In, if, you, if it doesn't relate to you directly, 
you can't like get your head around it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and it's such a minefield sometimes with like pronouns and stuff like that. But it is, and I forgot the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> has, um, he I, you pro- has he offended you yet? Has he funny? Is he funny to me? Am I, am I, am I, yeah, no, 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 no. But okay. just more of it. We were what, talking earlier about like. About that, yeah. Yeah, so what can be confused as curiosity is, can often be taken as like, are you treating me like a zoo right now? Like, it, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, is that kind of. And it, even just the, the concept of pronouns of like, sometimes it can be hard for someone to be like, okay, I'm, I see myself as a, as, a, as a woman, but I'm physically a man, but I'm not going to get the surgery to become the thing. So now I'm. But I'm still calling myself, and that just makes me go. But I don't. I can't get my head. Out, and I'm trying, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't, because it's it's such a different. I can come out as gay. I feel like I'm talking myself in the circles now. Uh, I can come out as gay and be gay now. But if you, before you transition, you're like, okay, I, I think I'm a man. Now I have to go through a series of processes to do that. Like, was that? Yes and no. I mean, oh, gender expression versus how you how you're feeling about yeah. your gender, and, and you don't have to get operations or anything yeah. like that. I mean, like we're quite comfortable to call a drag queen she. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And like I think, you know, I'd played a lot with my gender in terms of performance, and I'd always been very masculine, and it was yes, I'd, I went down a medical road, and I I went through some kind of different processes um but i think when you start judging people's transness by those processes it's like where do you draw the line yeah. because it's like someone could say well you're not a real man because you don't have a dick or because you you know you still have the ability to bear a child or you're not a woman because you don't have a real vagina do you know what i mean like if you start it's like where do those who makes those decisions so i think it's like as we start to understand gender as being more fluid in the world, um, it's like people identify differently. And, you know, there are a number of people who choose to use a pronoun they. And that, for me, was really hard to get my head around for a long time because I was like, but there's only one of you. (laughs) And if if, if two people are coming, you're like, oh, are they coming? Yeah, they're coming. Which one, though? I don't know. (laughs) Are both of them coming or just one of them? Uh... But it's it's yeah it's a very um, it's a it's a, I'm just terrified it's it's a more out of social awkwardness. Do I get nervous and I'm not, I just don't want to hurt someone's feelings? Basically, that's the main thing. I don't want to be like saying the wrong pronoun. But it's made because gender, like language, is just made up. Like it's completely created by society. Do you know what I mean? Like that that is a boy. Well, no, they they're going to decide if they're a boy or not. Fuck the yeah. box. Fuck that no, box. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I misunderstood what you meant, madam. I'm sorry. I've had so, many people ask me. And I, I was recently having this conversation with a friend. It's like, I don't know if I don't feel like a woman or if I don't feel like the box of woman c- contains how I feel. Either way, being out in the world, every time someone refers to me as a woman, I'm like, ah, okay, I'll play this game. <laughs> but, um, but my identity shifts like every day, and that's kind of the exhausting thing about how many different outfits do I need to purchase <laughs> to just like costume parade of you know today's gonna be a tux and tomorrow's gonna be like a sequin gown and then I'm gonna just be in Uggs and a oh do you oh yeah this, yeah. Is, this is where Uggs come from. <laughs> You mean you mean the boots, right? Yeah. Okay, good. No, it's just, just ugly people. <laughs> I just realized where I was. I just, yeah. uh, do you hate Uggs here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, like they're just totally passe. Oh, God. They're good. They're good at home. Uh, well, uh, part of the reason why I wanted to, to talk to you, Xavier, is because uh, Dirty Queer Magazine, I was reading the description of it, and um, we are a Sydney-based print magazine with an Australian perspective on local and international queer arts, community, and culture. We feature established emerging talent with diverse genders, sexes, ages, ethnicities, and body types. So, that... <laughs> Like, not only are you taking on, like, just queer identity, you're also, like, and uh, all the sexes and ages, and, like, just, uh, you're so inclusive-sounding. It sounds so, like, oh, it's like a utopia where, like, everyone can play. But what is queer? Because I feel like I 
could say I'm genderqueer, but until I get the cool asymmetrical haircut and, like, the tattoo, I'm not really participating in, like, queer culture. And so on one level, I could be queer, but then I'm not, like, really... You know, and then I have a friend who's like super straight, but she just is like super indict culture because just the way she dresses and the and just her point of view. And I'm so jealous of her. I'm like, oh, you're so cool. Stop it. Um, <laughs> it's fun. And so, uh, what does it mean to be queer? Can you help us? Okay, so I, I mean, everyone <coughs> is going to have their own definition of that, but I, I mean, I would say. <laughs> I would say queer is like the otherness. So queer is like the otherness in sexuality, the otherness in gender, the otherness in, you know, and the, the reason, so the reason we, we talk about body type and ethnicity and age is because a lot of the gay stream stuff, like not even talking about straight stuff, a lot of the gay stream stuff has one image and it's a man and he's buff and he's hot and he's wearing a pair of Aussie bum. <laughs> And there is not a lot of women in that. There are not a lot of people of colour or people of different ethnicities, full stop. There are not a lot of people of size, people with different abilities. Like, it's really... This is the gay culture, and it's like... We came about the idea of the magazine because there wasn't something that was showing the diversity within our within our community. So in Sydney and in Australia, the queer community crosses over and you have parties with women and men and we get together and it... it Sex parties? Yes, yeah, sometimes. But <laughs> it even just... <laughs> but even... <laughs> But even just, like, clubs and hanging out and community is is more integrated here than maybe some of the other places in the world. Um, and so we kind of wanted to reflect that in what we did, and, and we felt it was important to be inclusive of all of those other voices within our community who are not represented. So I guess queerness is that, you know, you've kind of thought about sexuality and you may currently be in a heterosexual relationship, but you've kind of thought about sexuality as being more than being a straight person and, and getting married and having children and we're not going to be in a white picket fence, which is what is like the heteronormativity in our society. And you think about those things and you challenge those things and you think about things from a different perspective. Um, so I would include sort of lots of people in, in terms of queerness. But I think also people have the right to, to self-identify in, in that community, you know? That's a big umbrella. It is. It's huge. And it's commu- I would say communities, I-E-S. You know, when we talk about the alphabet, I would say the LGBTIQ communities because there are so many different communities in that. And we do keep adding letters to that. Um, and it is about inclusiveness and saying, we understand what it's like to be other. We understand what it's like to be persecuted for being other, and that's why we're including you. Um, but we're not all like you, and that's okay. And, and you can be the gay stream person who wants to get married, and that's fine, but it's just not me, mm-hmm. you know? So queer, there's the orientation, yeah. uh, the Venn diagram of orientation and gender, and it's... it's the different levels, not a Venn diagram, more like levels. Yeah. So different spectrums. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sex and gender and sexuality are different kind of spectrums anyway, and where you exist on those, you know, like you can be born female and identify as female but be kind of masculine or, you know, you can be straight and whatever. So it's like it's like sliders and they can change throughout life, you know, and... You know, like I have friends who are intersex, so you actually throw the reality of a third gender into that. And when people are like, well, it's only male and female, it's like, well, actually, no. Wait, you said third gender. Uh, I think of like genital status as, as sex, but you say gender. But if there's like, oh, well, yeah, sex. Okay. You, oh, I just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I just... I so just many really... words. What about sex? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so uh, just help me out here. Yeah. If there's, what are the terms for people who are kind of fluid in the middle? Like, what are some of the options? You know, like gender queer, gender fluid, gender neutral, gender neutral, or agender. No, that's a thing. People do not feel gender. Yeah. Asexual, asexuality 101 episode. Am I right? <laughs> Listen to it. 
Uh, new terms. Anyway, yeah. don't worry about it. So that, you know, and people using, like, the pronoun they or Z or, you know, like, there's kind of... There's a new one, right? There is. Yeah. MX, you were telling me... Mix. Mix. So like, <laughs> yeah, don't say MX because that is a newspaper we have here. Uh, <laughs> they handed it on the trains. Uh, it's, I, I mean, I feel like I w- you would be probably more uh, able to talk about this more than I. I only just know because Justin Vivian Bond, who is a person that I'm obsessed with, uh, uh, I sort of put it on Facebook the other day. That, yeah, I think it's the Oxford Dictionary has yeah. put mix in, so it's kind of Mr. Mrs. Ms. MX mix. If you do not want to dedicate yourself to one gender. But also I think, like, you know, like, I still get mail addressed to... Oh, like, mail in the mail. As in, like, mail, as in post, as in post. But it's like, it's like, why does, like, the bank need to know my gender when they're sending me mail? Anyway, like, and why do I have to then get on the phone and be, like, have this conversation with someone about changing it from Mrs. or was never Mrs. But, you know, like... I'm sorry. <laughs> Still happened. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, it makes it, you know, like people were like when they came up with Ms, I'm sure there was like a big backlash about, well, we need to know if a woman's married or not, you know, on a piece of paper. The bank must know these things. It's like, what if everyone just started using MX? Like, who's gonna die? Do you as a trans person see MX as a big jump forward or just as kind of like a Ah, it could be a stunt by the Oxford Dictionary to kind of be like, look how cool we're going. Anyone wants to come and join our university, that'd be great. Like, <laughs> do you see it as like a big, a big moment? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Do you see it as a big moment, or it's just kind of like a, just like a, well, that's cool that that happened. I think it's like, I think it's a moment because it's actually saying we're going to include this. Yeah. And people are going to talk about it. And people who, because I, because trans is my life and queer and gay and, you know, like I, I don't really hang out a lot with people outside of those communities. So when I do, I go, right, people are really fucking ignorant. Like they are really like, wow. Okay, cool. Mm, But not us. (laughs) We know how it's done. Yes. Let's start that manifesto. No, no, not like. We just don't talk about it. Yeah, and you know, like I, I've been doing this class the last few weeks, and like every week, there's been some weird trans-related thing that's been kind of either slightly or very transphobic. Wait, in the news or in class? In my class, like just weird that I'm like, universe, what the fuck? Like, why? What you know, like. You had to kind of go around the circle and had to tell a lie. And this guy was like, I was born a woman. <laughs> and everyone laughed. And I was like, oh, why is that funny? That's not funny. Oh, and so you're not out as not trans. Not in this class. No. Like, it was the first night of class. Like, hey, people, welcome to class. I'm the tranny over here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to say that word. But, um, yeah, and then, like, every week there was something kind of vaguely transphobic that I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily malicious, but I was like, wow, this is probably how homophobia was about like 10, 15 years ago when people were just like, fuck it, yes. I'm right here. It's it's interesting as well, like with your, you said tranny and you said I'm not meant to say that. Do you find, I I say faggot a lot and you clearly do as well, and sometimes people will go you can't say, like that's a, that's such a hateful word you can't you can't and there's this kind of sometimes militant uh you know queer community that will be like you can't say that that's that's it's like aren't we and you if you feel you just said tranny then said on tranny. a whim i said tranny usually i'll say it when i'm in drag in girl drag because yeah. apparently drag queens are allowed to say tranny <laughs> but trans men aren't because it's disrespectful because i have male passing privilege in the world it's a lot of internalized stuff <laughs> that goes I'll, on in I'll our leave community. That to you, to you. So, there, you know, like we've had lots of conversations within community about the word and about how some people in the community find it triggering, and how other people, older generations especially, they're like, you know, I had a conversation with Kate Bornstein and we, we interviewed her for the magazine. She was like, like 
it's okay to use that word. Like, Auntie Kate says it's okay. Aww. Do you know what I mean? But then I've had conversations with Buck Angel, who got totally annihilated for using that word. And it was like an old video on YouTube that people kept posting and being like, Buck is so hateful, blah, 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 blah. And it's like... Buck gets picked, picked on a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> but it's like, this is a, a generational... Like, that's part of their reclaiming of the word. And there's a lot of kind of online... Ah, so it's back on topic. Um, yes. So I don't know. I feel I tentatively I dance with that one because I do those things. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. You're sassy. I get it. Um, okay. Where can people find you out in the world? Um, they can find us online at dirtyqueermag.com. They can find us in amazing uh, bookstores and very um, high-quality stores such as Max Black in Newtown. Nice segue. And uh, I forgot to ask you your pronouns. Uh, he, him. Oh, okay. Just yeah. You know. If you're going like, to throw out a bunch of... But then, you know, if I'm in drag, people say she because they immediately say that to drag queens and then they correct themselves because they get paranoid that I'm going to, like, lose it because they've called me she, but I'm in drag and it's really fucking confusing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Reese, where can people find you out in the world? Um, step side. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, ReeseNicholson.com or on Twitter, ReeseNicholson uh, on Grind. No. Um, <laughs> hello, Karen, my boyfriend. Uh, uh, yeah, just uh, Facebook. Facebook and just, yeah, me. Hello, I have shows. Tickets still available. Um, I'm doing a show at a comedy store in a couple months. I don't know. Hello, I'm coming for you, WA. <laughs> um, but yeah. WA? Western, Western Australia. Oh, them. Uh, <laughs> they. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, reesnickelson.com. Yeah, bye. Okay, absolutely exciting. Look, so uh, I want to do a speed round with someone in the audience. And oh, I know you some. need to leave. Hmm? <laughs> oh, we should have done that earlier. Um, but uh, I want to bring you back up for Q&A. Is that all right? Yep, that's fine. Okay, and you can stick around too, but I know you need to run away when you need to run away. Yeah, uh, yeah ish, but no, I'm, I'm still here for Okay, cool. But well, if you want to run over, you're at the end for tonight? And more, and more. And more. It is sold out, sorry. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, sorry, but woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm doing shows at the Comedy Store in July, if you'd like to come. I was giving a round of applause. So, uh, is there a Sonia in the crowd? Oh, yeah. I'm getting you up here. Do I have to sit on the stool? Yes, you have to. <laughs> Good thing you're not wearing a short, short skirt. I've done that before. No, awkward. not tonight. Shall I perch here? Do you want to perch yes, with me? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. I'm a stander. I teach standing. I just, anytime I podcast sitting down in front of an audience, it feels weird, and I don't like it. So there I am. Hi, nice to meet you. Hey, how are you? Oh, oh, oh. No, no, this is Ask this my is consent. Here. Ask my consent. May I please hug you? All right. <laughs> that was fun. Hi. We're friends now. Hi. Uh, so uh, there is a store in town. Uh, you know, there are other adult stores, but this one's like well, the cool one where uh, Max Apparently. Black. Apparently. Right? Yeah. You've got all the high-quality silicone vibrators a person could wish for. <laughs> Max Black. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, and you are the manager? Yep, and that's that's the owner over there, Mr. Okay. Bruce, who's Ooh. shying out of the limelight. So I have to take the bullet. So. Okay. <laughs> Be nice to her. She's on the spa right now. I'm on the orange stool. <laughs> um, so I have questions. Yeah. Right? And we don't have tons of time, but I just want to know because, I mean... Sydney doesn't... I mean, I figure we're all the same. We're all people. We're all people just in the world needing strap-ons, etc. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. Uh, but I'm just curious about, you know, what you know what the clientele is like. Okay, no, this is, and also, I've had people on before who, like, work in stores and are, like, trying to represent. But please, let's, oh, yeah, let's, don't let's worry. Let's be cool. Let's be don't cool. Don't worry. This is not a sales pitch. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. I, I've got my heart here. Like, bro, it is... Because, I mean, I worked at a store for many years, and, like, pegging was the thing. Like, strap-ons, you know, hetero couples getting in there, putting in boys' butts. Amen. Men's butts. (laughs) That felt weird. (laughs) (laughs) Is pegging a thing in Sydney as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah? we sell heaps of strap-ons. Heaps? Heaps of them. (laughs) Heaps. Yeah. Yeah, 
there was a very enthusiastic person mid front row over there who just is so excited to turn things. I'm just like, yeah, cheer the Heaps fuck out of them. things. Are there, I, like, what's the, some of the, what are some of the most popular toys right now? And I know that is one of the most common questions people ask when going into a sex store. But, like, I also, I don't want to give you any hints about the things I'm thinking about. Like, what's really popular in your store? Well, I... I think, I mean, I think the things that are popular are the really obvious things, like, you know, this amazing rabbit vibrator or this amazing egg with a remote or something like that. But I think then oh, okay. there's other toys out there that maybe aren't selling as much that are amazing okay. that I love personally. So How do you spot the Crave? Oh, how do I, how do I what it? The Crave. The one that's like, yeah, where yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like a bowl. rabbit ear things, but then it's like a like the USB stick? plug, and, and it's all very straight and narrow and highly expensive. I actually prefer. Have you seen the the silver bullet one? It's like really chic. Same company, but oh, you same mean, company. You mean it's the one that's that on the necklace. Everyone's wearing it as a necklace. It's yeah. a vibrator. It's like yeah. I haven't decided whether I'm allowed to wear it in the shop or not. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you clean it off first. Stay there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I. It's just like so. I've watched the sex toy industry just flourish and just all these different designs come out. And it's interesting, too, because new toy companies will come out. And the first thing will be just, like, designer, sexy. But you're just <laughs> like, I'm never putting that down my pants. <laughs> but then the second or third thing, you're like, all right, now you're getting into it. I like what you're creating. I'm just curious. So, yeah, rabbit. Can I tell uh, you about the coolest one that we just got in? Like, not on a sales pitch, as in it's actually really cool. Can I guess what it is? Can I guess what it is? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, is it you have the... three guesses. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I only had one guess. Just because... Excuse me, I totally spit. Uh, I'm so curious. Uh, the one that's the Kegel-sizer, where you play the games with the app, and it's in your vag, and you're like... Oh, that wasn't it, but that's a good one. Okay, okay what is two it? Two more, two more. Oh, I don't, ooh, I don't know. Uh, a handless... A penis stroking machine that also makes your breakfast. I don't know. Where can I buy that? I not doing my job. Oh, <laughs> we don't have it, that. I, I saw this on your website. Uh, there are silicone dills that have, like, I mean, I don't know how well these are selling necessarily. Maybe you guys like stripes on your dills. Um, but it's like, they're almost like German-colored stripes. We like, love it. I think we they're so, love them. They're yeah. cute, but, I mean, dildo, there's, like, dildo fashion uh, crazes that happen. You know? Dildo fun. We're into realistic. <laughs> We're into, like, weird bumps on the, uh, the base. Oh, now we want, like, Dolphin heads, and that was it for a minute. Wow. Uh, okay, those are my three guesses. What was it? Well, the, the one that I really think is really quite, it's quite a little bit bent, but really fun that we got in is it's by a brand called Svacom. Can I talk about the, the Simier? Don't ask him for <laughs> You're on my time. <laughs> um, but it's basically just this, it's like a little, a little toy that vibrates, but it also has this HD camera in it. Oh! Um, oh yeah. But it's so incredible. The picture is so clear and so detailed and so amplified. And, and even if you're not into the whole bent side of it, right? Um, Wait, bent your, is a descriptor? That's yeah, it's a, a word that we use a lot. Oh, okay. Between and us. Does that personally. mean edgy? <laughs> does that mean, because I mean, there's also G spotting toys that are literally. I think maybe bent. it's a little bit off, off center, you off know? Center, or, okay. or maybe it's a little. I, I mean, that's not even. Bent yeah. like gay? No, not that. Not that. I didn't think that. I was more like literally G spotting toys being bent. <laughs> But I don't know. I think even just from a, like like whether it's a voyeuristic angle or just plain interesting or slightly bent or really dirty or any of the above. But I it's just it's just really cool. Even from an, like an anatomical perspective, when you're looking inside the body, it's so really. Is it just pointed straight at the cervix? Are you just looking at cervix action? Well, you could look at other holes. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what your favorite Touché. is. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, I yeah, I should get my hands on one of those. Oh God, the things I, I have. I have so many things in my in my sex toy cupboard that still need to be used. So it's like, oh, how many days are you in Sydney? <laughs> oh, also, do I detect an American accent? I know. Yeah, yeah. So if I am I am from the states. I'm from California originally, oh. but I'm, I know. Oh. <laughs> But I'm Aussie as well now. Yeah. Okay, fine. And I've been here for 13 years. I don't know what that makes me under the, yeah, under the race slash whatever umbrella. Uh, yeah, nationality slash whatever. That makes you able to answer my next question. Oh, good. How are, uh, and, and I, I talked about this a little bit in a Kate McCombs episode where I talked, because she was a sec, American sex educator that worked in, in Melbourne, 
I said Melbourne. They get <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, but have you noticed any difference in sexuality preferences? Just like overall trends, uh, attitudes. Just here in Sydney, or just in general, or either or anything. Mm-hmm. Did you notice anything? Do you notice things? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, I guess in terms of like, yeah, sex toys or just what's happening here. I, I, questions? Are, are they more like, you know, hey, I'm Australian. I want to like totally have my first toy. Whereas in America, they're like, you know. Do you think so? I just, uh, first time toy people are usually like, terrified. I think that's global. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't know if it was global. I haven't sold sex toys anywhere else. Pardon me. Well, A and B, though, you get some pretty, like, like people are pretty savvy as well. It's pretty amazing, like, how, um, you, you know, somebody who's, like, super nervous or they're 70 or, you know, never had a toy or... Um, or someone who's just really excited and really confident. They just stroll in like they've bought five before. You know, it's, I, I don't know. I'm always amazed by people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like people. That's I, I, Yeah, yeah. I'm a human lover. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't decide if I do or not. Like, <laughs> I've got my issues. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm on board with the whole, like, oh, everyone's ignorant thing. You know, everyone goes, <laughs> What are your top requested workshops? Since I know you have a workshop space. Top requested. We've we've put out a survey recently trying to figure that out again. But everyone keeps writing workshop. Yeah. (laughs) What what do you want? (laughs) Everything. Everything. Yeah. When I used to work and and I was a workshop coordinator, there would be always be that one person who really wanted like like baby role playing classes where like infantilism. Like there's always that one person. There's always water (laughs) sports or like diaper play. Like oh. Like that was always the request. Other than that, it was all like blowjobs and, and cunnilingus and stuff. You know, butt stuff, right? I think it's a, a lot of maybe the more the ones that we see more obvious, like a G spot, yeah, female orgasm. Oh, spanking got lots of excitement. Yeah, spanking. yeah. <laughs> I do teach a good spanking class, you guys. Sorry. Dear Sandra, <laughs> actually, I'm a terrible top. I'm a terrible top. So my spanking class is is mainly me like laughing at how bad I am at being a top. But like, <laughs> being like, if I wanted to get spanked, this is what I would do. <laughs> Um, oh my god, you've been so wonderful to answer some of my obnoxious questions. Uh, there, oh, Fifty Shades. Were oh, people yes. into it? Were they all about the vegetables? We, we, we. <laughs> Well, well, yes, they were about the badge balls, but but um, I, I think we kind of skirted around the whole Fifty Shades um, thing. I mean, on one level, it was really nice because I think it's so mainstream. It's like what Sex and the City did for, you know, rabbit toys. Rabbit. So I think it's really nice that it... It basically opens up the door and says, hey, it's okay to kind of play in this domain. So I think that was really good in that respect. In the other respect, um, I don't think it really represented the community properly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and all of that. So not to get into that discussion, <laughs> but we decided that we just would maybe just skirt around it, you know, let it let it do its thing, and we just function as we do because, we, yeah, we weren't the biggest fans. You didn't just, just intensely... Just it wasn't my late-night reading. <laughs> well, you have a huge latex collection, too. We you do. Sell a lot of latex, but that wasn't Fifty Shades inspired at all. No, right? not, at that's all. Just, not at all. Is there a huge latex uh, fetish community here? I would say there's a good community out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you can grow up on me later. It's PVC because I'm a student. <laughs> <laughs> that is total. That totally works too. Super shiny and sexy. I'm told. Um, sorry, no. It's weird to objectify people um, in public. <laughs> Some people like that. <laughs> Not me. I'm super shiny. Um, so okay, latex. Oh god, I haven't even done a latex fetish. Uh, episode yet you're you're make, you're telling me see future Sandra when I listen to this I'm gonna put it into my list to be like latex got to very cool <laughs> um oh man Sonia thank you so much where can people find uh, the website of the thing you do uh maxblack.com.au or just stroll into Newtown and say hello and come meet our sausage dog well, that sounds like not... Is that dirty? Oh, no, it's our real sausage dog with fur and four legs. Oh, wiener And dog. a tail, yeah. You call it a sausage dog. Yeah. That sounds like a sex act. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Sonia. Thanks, Sandra. Okay, Xavier and 
Reese, would you like to come back up? We I want to just open the. We only have a few more minutes, but if you have any questions or thoughts or anything, yeah, pick a seat. Get in it. Get into it. Yeah. Any questions? Yes. Hey. Um. So, Reese, I think it's really interesting that you were talking about having eating disorders before when we were talking about presentation and most for things. Because I suffered with eating disorders as a teenager, and obviously, still practice not practicing. Um, but. When I talk to my trans friends about their experiences with dysphoria and dysmorphia, um, I'm not saying it's the same, but I definitely noticed some crossovers. I thought maybe the two of you could compare notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long conversation. Mm. But um, I, will, I will say on that, I actually just read Beth Ditto's memoir, and she talked about dating... Um, someone who identified as trans but who was no surgery, no hormones and was like, well, this is the body that I was given. And she really identified with that being a larger woman and having spent her whole life being told to hate her body mm-hmm. for what it was and that she had to change to be okay. And then she met this person who identified as trans but wasn't going to change their body to conform to society. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so taken aback by that, like, in that book. So absolutely, I think, you know, there's a definite... There's a a link there, yeah, where I would imagine they're just coming from complete different... Like, if you have an eating disorder, you are after this impossible dream of this, this is what I want to be, this is how I want to see myself, and you're not going to be happy until you are that. Whereas I think it's... uh, I mean, it comes from the same mindset, I guess, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm scared of what I'm going to (laughs) say. But, yeah, it's just It's both you think... one one way is you do feel you are making you are going to be better. I feel like the trans is you are going towards something that you want to be, and that is going to be better. And it's, it's yeah, but there's also an element of that unobtainableness. Yeah, is is generally there. Yeah, and, you know, you, you say you're you're non-practicing. It's like, you know, you reach a point where you just you're okay or you're functioning with whatever it is that goes on in your head. exactly what it is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what I got. Deal with it, everyone that has sex with me. <laughs> One person. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, even for me, uh, dysphoria is not ever really fl- feeling fully in... Like, like, what I look like is so different than how I feel that... And when I look up like, androgyny and fashion, it's just all, like, people who look awesome, like Reese does. And I'm like, never will I look like that. And so I'm like, I just need, like, to just not eat anything for a long time. And then, I, I mean, I was... Contouring, Sanders, contouring. <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos on that. How'd I do? That's great. Thank it's you. It's really working. It's working. Um, but it, it's, it's a difficult thing when it's like, I'm never going to be able to have the body that I feel like I would feel at home in and so it's like what can I do with this body I don't know that's, that's my two cents it's a little difficult I don't know feelings you know we have them and stuff <laughs> surprise not me <laughs> um, any other questions comments I, I want to know what some of the email questions were that people aren't game enough to say out loud that's that what I wanted to know <laughs> how did you get to where you are now Sandra like, what made you I'll take that one. <laughs> you know, I get that question a lot, is, is how did you become a sex nerd? And I used to try and answer it, like, like, honestly. I mean, well, obviously, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and be like, well, first I read books when I was uh, 11 and 12, and I'd sit there for hours. And, and at some point, I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's a, it's like, when did you become black? You know, it's just, you just, I've always been a sex nerd. Like, I just, like, the moment... I I knew that I could read a book about it. It just it's a it's a type of uh, hobby, type of orientation. Where you're like, I need to do this, and I need to be this. I'm I did I never really became a sex nerd. I just always have been a sex nerd. It's just that there was no term for it. And then I've found that a lot of listeners too. They are that friend who knows who retains all the sex info. You know, I knew a lot more sex info than most of my peers before I even had sex. And then I was just scared of doing it wrong and if there's that thing where you have a lot of information but then not that much experience but then you can tell other people how to do it well and then they're uh, getting more experience than you and using your advice and, and winning and then you're just still scared of being imperfect 
and uh, sex nerd. Woo! Um, like paying it forward. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so I, that's a theme that I've noticed a lot. And so, but professionally, I just went for it. I think that once you really decide what you want to do and, and love it and go for it, like doors do open to a certain extent for for some people. And, and I mean, there is other things that, that play into it. I do have a background in, in performance and, and like my dad wanted me to be a child actor. I didn't want to be a child actor, but I grew up in Hollywood, so I just sort of that, that shit may have failed now. <laughs> so things like being on stage and, and talking to people, I mean he did not want this to happen. <laughs> Oops. Um, and so that really played into the fact that it, I, I actually wanted to be a sex therapist, but I would way rather talk to a huge group of people than talk to per, a person one-on-one. Yeah, I can only do that for maybe 15 minutes before I just don't care anymore. Um, well, how long have we been here? <laughs> it's okay, we've got an audience. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, uh, I mean, it's much more complicated than that, but that's my joking answer. But anyway, so in terms of uh, this, I just went for it. I worked at the Pleasure Chest in Babeland, which are two American sex stores, um, became a workshop coordinator, taught constantly, just workshop, workshop, workshop. Then I met a guy who invited me to uh, talk to write on his site uh, called Nerdist, and that was Chris Hardwick, who is an American comedian. And some people... And he knew that uh, uh, sexuality education was something very important for his demographic. And so he brought me on. Uh, and I was already sex nerd Sandra on, on, on my teaching and stuff. And we were like, ha nerd, nerd, funny, oh, hey. And I had no idea who he was. And, you know, I mean, because he wasn't really known at the time, except for singled out. Um, <laughs> you know that show? <laughs> okay. uh, and so, but then Nerdist blew up. And, and my show was one of the first podcasts. And so it's just magic when you're a nerd and they're a nerd. And you're like, make nerd magic happen. And everyone hears about sex now. I, that's a crazy life story of mine. And he wanted to buy a dildo for a, a comedy prop. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I was really into telling him how to use rope bondage to tie it to his body. <laughs> really, that never made it to the stage, that bit. He, uh, he was just using it at home. I found, there was a bootleg, because uh, I, I was like, Does, did, did he really use it for comedy? And I actually found the video of him. <laughs> he whipped it out on stage. Anyway, uh, any other questions, comments, concerns? I'm going to stick around after if you want to hang out, take photos. And also, people get really shy, and like you don't have to say anything. But if you want to say hi, I'm open to it. You know, if you want to take a picture, go ahead and ask. I, I give it out the, the, this face. I don't, you know, I sit down. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, on the gram. His phone, is, his phone is covered in Meryl Streep's. I just. <laughs> Nicholson.com. Available on RaceNicholson.com. That is so funny. Okay, any any last things? You, I, yeah, I could tell you wanted. Yeah. You lit it. so beautifully as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been trying to work out how to phrase this. I'm just wondering if this is something that resonates. I feel like um, there, like, for most of my life, I've gone like sort of yes, I am a heterosexual cis male. I want a long-term monogamous relationship, and then. In the last like handful of years, I've been meeting more and more people and going, "Oh, that's an option. I can. I'm allowed to do that." Oh, and like even when I first heard about polyamory, it did not occur to me that it was something I could do. Or I had friends who dressed up in femme clothing, didn't occur to me that it was something I could do. And then like slowly, like sort of being around those people, which like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, oh, that's nice." And I don't. Like, I'm just wondering if like, there have been moments of realizing that you have, like, it's not been like a, like a desperate need to change or anything, but just feeling like realizing that what you thought was normal, what you thought was just like, oh, this is what, clearly what it's like for everyone, realizing that it doesn't actually have to be like that, and you can actually be more comfortable that what you thought was normal was actually slightly uncomfortable. I don't know... Mm. Yeah. Like the, the, it's like a low-grade discomfort that you never yeah. knew was there, trying yeah. to fit into these boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, constantly for different things. Mm. And I hope that it continues to happen because I feel like it's a catalyst for change and growth. Mm. It happened for me about being a teacher. Like, I've been trying to fit into this. And actually, I have to, like, 
disassociate so much of who I am in order to fit into this box to be allowed to do this profession. Actually, no, it's not going to work for me. And, of course, like, transitioning, like, you, I'm not someone who was, like, two and was, like, I'm a boy. I didn't even know it was possible until I, like, met my first trans male because everybody knows about trans women in the way that society portrays trans women. Do you know what I mean? In that stereotypical way. But to actually meet a trans guy and be like, holy shit, I didn't even know that was possible. So, yes. And even gay, you know, when you're a teenager and you meet your first gay and you're like, oh my god, they said it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think as you get older as well, like we were saying earlier, when you're trying to become you, like there's a weird level, at least I know in the gay community, there's a weird level of heteronormative activity within the gay world of like, oh, you are that, so you you need to be that. Like, I remember... I'm a top, <laughs> like a like a vicious top. That's not the right word, but like. But if you were to look at me, you would go, "Oh, that's a that's a man that spends a lot of his time on his knees." But uh, and I do. But I but I'm a, yeah. But my friend Adam Richard, a comedian, calls us uh, blouses. We're feminine tops. Um, <laughs> but it's that same thing where you gr- you kind of grow up thinking, "Oh, I have to be this thing because that's what." at least our micro-society is telling me I have to be, and then one day you fuck a dude, and uh, you go, oh, this is much better. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, yeah it's a, it's a, finding out that you can be that is very exciting. Even, even like, butch women who bottom to their femme partners. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, until you know that that exists, you're so programmed into this kind of heteronormativity, heteronormativity in so many areas of the world, and then the the kind of the gay, the way that gay is filtered through heteronormativity to what you think gay is, until you meet people who just like fuck that up. The amount of times someone drunk at a party says, Are you the boy or the girl? Uh, I will punch Whoa. them in the throat. Uh, like a boy. Um, but yeah, it's just that, and it's just that, but it's not, a, it's like we were saying earlier, it's non aggressive, it's non malicious ignorance, it's just kind of, because ignorant, you're ignorant to the fact that you're ignorant. That's what ignorance is, it's just vicious, dumb fucks uh, that you have to worry about, Westboro Baptist Church. Um, but yeah, it's just a, I'm just, yeah, I'm losing my. It's okay, it's hot in here. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my favorite one of these uh, that kind of twists it around is um, in the heteronormative sexual behavior is when a uh, a woman straps on for the first time and is like, "This is awesome! <laughs> this is so tiring!" <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you, Sydney. Now leaving Nerdist.com.